0: You've tuned in to Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the the message. Today's word comes from 1 Peter, the first chapters reading verses 3 and 4 and we'll also be looking at 1st Corinthians the 13th chapter and the 13th verse both of these readings will come from the New International Version 1st Peter says praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade this inheritance is kept in heaven for you first corinthians 13 13 says and now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love today church the word of the lord is a word of advice it is a word of admonishment and it's simply three little words keep hope alive that's what we're going to talk about today just for a little bit keep hope alive hope church i dare posit to you that in the days since the doors of the church first opened over two thousand years ago we as a church have not been good stewards of hope we have ignored the importance of hope we have forsaken the fullness of hope we have sullied the sanctity of Hope. We've treated hope, church, like it was the ugly duckling of virtues. We treat hope like it's invisible, and ask me, how do I know? I know because of how we tend to how we tend to interact with the very scripture we just read, First Corinthians thirteen and thirteen. It says, and now these three remain: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. We never forget about love, right? Love is the greatest of these. Love is God. God is love. For God so loved the world. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Love God, love people. I mean, we could never forget about love and faith. Faith is the reason we're all here. Well, we're not all here, but we're all tuned in. Faith is the reason you're tuned in right now. We've got all types of faith in the church. We have mustard seed faith, and we have faith to move mountains, and we walk by faith and not by sight. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we know about faith, but where does that leave hope? Church, I come to tell you that having hope and understanding hope is just as critical as any other virtue that's necessary for our Christian walk. In fact, Hebrews 11, which we know as the faith chapter, right, says in the very first verse that faith is what the substance of things hoped for. So we can even have faith without hope. I'm telling you, we need to pay better attention. We need to pay better focus on hope. So church, if you would allow me, I want to spend just a few minutes, I promise I will not be long, get back to cooking your breakfast, doing whatever you was doing, get ready for another service or whatever you're going to do. But I promise I won't be long. But I simply want to do a quick check-in when it comes to hope. I want to do a really quick Hope 101 so that we understand what hope is and how we should use hope in our daily life. So. Hope, the term hope, appears in the Bible almost 200 times. I believe 164 times does the term hope show up. However, what's interesting about hope is that there are three distinct words, two in Hebrew and one in Greek, that are translated to mean hope. And I believe the translations of these words help us as believers in our ability to identify what all hope is and what it should be to us. So we'll go through these three words. Y'all I'm, I'm y'all education pastor, so we got to learn something really quickly. And so if y'all should give me a, just a little bit of time, we'll go through these three words, two Hebrew words, one Greek word. They all mean hope, but they have different translations, and they show how hope is applicable to us in our life, okay? So the first time hope shows up in the Bible, the Hebrew word used is batach. B-A-T-H, B-A-T-A-H, batach. Now, when translated, batah means the sense of well-being and security that results from having something or someone in whom you've placed your confidence. So what does that tell us about hope? The first thing we know about hope is that hope is a space. Hope is a space. That means hope operates as a specific uh, spiritual area in which we know we are safe. There's safety in the space of hope. Why do we know we're safe in hope? Because we know who our hope is in, right? We know who it is and whom we have confidence, right? If hope is this sense of well-being and this sense of security that results from having something or someone in whom you can place your confidence, that's how we know hope is a space and how we know our space is good because we have confidence in the God, Christ, who is our hope. Our hope is in him. So it shows up very specifically, batach, right, this hope as a space. It shows up in 2 Kings, the 18th chapter, and this is specifically in the Bible where it's highlighting the life of King Hezekiah, and it says, Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. Some translations would translate the word trust as hope, right? A lot of that happens a lot in the Bible where the words actually intended to to mean hope are uh, translated as trust. But in actuality, what it's saying is Hezekiah's hope was in the Lord, the God of Israel. And so we know Hezekiah's hope was in God and his hope was so sure that even when the king of Assyria, the king of another nation that was much bigger, that was much more powerful, that had much more riches, that had a much greater army, the king of Assyria came to the commanders of the armies of Israel. And they said they tried to bribe them, they tried to threaten them to get them to switch sides, but Hezekiah's men never folded. Hezekiah's men, they never gave in. And the king of Assyria, he was so perplexed by this, he did not understand why none of his ideas were working to the point he had to ask them. He, he tried to bribe them with riches, he tried to bribe them with women, he tried to threaten them and saying, do you know how big my army is? Do you know the people we have defeated? Do you know the foes that we have cast down? and you still will not change your mind and so he asked them very directly he said do you not know who I am do you not know the damage that I've done I believe it's in the uh, the 18th chapter in the 19th verse where he says this on what are you basing this confidence of yours and the response that Hezekiah and his men gave to the king of Assyria lets us know where they had their hope. Their response was so subtle, and, but it was so sure, and it only confused the king even more because all they said was, the Lord will surely deliver us. <laughs> Hallelujah. The king couldn't comprehend the fact that Hezekiah and his armies were in a space of hope. They said, why would I leave this space where my safety is? Why, why, why would I leave this space where my confidence is in? Why would I abandon the space where my comfort and security are? No, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about it. I know you may try to threaten me. You may try to bribe me. You may try to show me every desire of my heart. But the fact of the matter is, I know where my hope is. My hope is in this space, and this space is safe for me. So I'm not going nowhere. And church, when you begin to recognize hope as a space, you won't have a problem telling the enemy, no, when he's trying attempt you to leave your safe space come on somebody when the enemy is trying to get you to step out of your hope when he's trying to get you to step into doubt step into disbelief step into wavering no 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 you gotta say no I'm good because my but cuz I'm safe in this space of hope so I'm good I'm not worried about it and because hope is such a safe space hope is where my faith goes to be vulnerable help me Holy Ghost hope is where my faith goes to be vulnerable. I know y'all might not like this, but I'm gonna tell the truth anyhow. Listen, when I'm tired of wondering when God is going to bring me through, I can stay in hope, and it's okay to wonder in this space of hope. When I'm frustrated, with my station in life, and when I begin to doubt whether or not God really will deliver me out of the storm that I found myself in, I know even when I'm doubting, I can still hope in God. Can I be honest, church? I may not always have the faith to say he will, but thank God I have the confidence and security to simply say, I hope so. Somebody just holler in your living room, in your kitchen, in your car, in the driveway, McDonald's, wherever you are, just holler, I hope so. Will he ever deliver my family? I don't know, but I hope so. Will he he ever heal my body? I've been dealing with this for so long. I don't know if he will, but I hope so. Will things ever turn around for me financially? Will I ever actually be able to quit this job so I can chase my dreams? I don't know, but I hope so. I'm so thankful, church, for a God, even when we struggle to believe in him, we still have space to a hope in him I need y'all to be honest with me today I need y'all to tell yourselves the truth and say sometimes my faith wavers sometimes I doubt but I'm so grateful I have a God who provides me a space and hope so that even when I'm doubting I can still say I hope so My hope is still in him. Even if I don't know if he will anymore. I don't have a mustard seed of faith right now. I barely have an atom of faith. But you know what, even when my faith is wavering, even when I'm not sure, my hope is still strong, and I feel safe in my hope. So even if I don't know, I hope so. Hallelujah. Hope is a space. Hope is a space, so batach, batach, that's the first word, okay? Batach, and that means the sense of security and well-being we feel uh, when you know in whom you've placed your confidence, right? So hope is a space. So the second word, church, is yahach. I'm giving y'all these Hebrew words, okay? You got to get in the back of your throat. Yahach, yahach is a Hebrew word. It shows up in the Old Testament, and it is translated simply as to wait for something or to tarry. And so and, and, and so we know what it means to wait, and we often say in the church, you know, tarry, we need to tarry, or we have a tarrying service, but to, I'm just really quickly for people who may or may not know, to tarry simply means to stay somewhere longer than you intended to. To tarry means to delay your departure. So what does this mean? This lets us know if yahach is a word for hope, and it is translated as to wait for something or to tarry, It simply lets us know that hope is not just a space but hope is a state hope is a space and hope is a state hope is a state of being and and and, and when i mean a state of being it is a particular condition that you find yourself in at a specific point in time. So when we see the word Yaha, hope as a state, it actually shows up in the account of Job. Y'all are familiar with the story of Job. God and the devil are having a conversation and God asks the devil, have you tried my servant Job? And the devil says, no, because you protect him all the time and you've given him all these things. That's the only reason he's really serving you so devoutly. But God says, you know what? I'll let you take everything from him but his life and I'm sure he'll still serve me so the devil does he literally takes everything but his life he takes his family he takes his house he takes his livestock he takes his children he takes his health but he has not taken his life and so where the word Yahal shows up in the story of job it's when job is having a conversation with his friends and job says and realizing everything has been taken from him he finds himself still in a state of hope because he says this he says though he slay me yet will i trust him This is another example, church, of where a word that is intended to mean hope is uh, translated as trust. But that tells you something, right? So what Job is really saying, and even some texts actually translate it this way, Job is saying, though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. Ah, This is hope as a state. So that's what, what I'm saying, churches. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what all you're dealing with. But can I encourage you really quickly and simply say wherever you are and whatever it is, make the decision to maintain a mental state of hope while you deal with what you're dealing with and while you're going through what you're going through. And So you're asking me, how do I do that? How do I maintain a state of hope? What does that even look like? What does that mean for me to maintain a state of hope? Well, what did I just say? Yahal means, right? A state of hope. Yahal means to wait on something. So in order to maintain a mental state of hope, all you need to do is just wait on the Lord. Watch this. I dare you. I dare you to stay in the storm just for a little while. Uh, ah, yeah, you're not going to like me after that, and that's fine, because it's not the kind of preaching y'all like to hear. Y'all want to hear somebody tell you the storm is passing by, the storm is going to be over, the storm will be over after the one. but watch this. I dare you to just wait in the storm for a little while because see we have a tendency to react to a spiritual storm the same way we would act in a natural storm imagine you're in your car you're on the way home and then a storm hits you out of nowhere you find yourself right in the dead center of a storm and what do you do when you pull up to your house you try to go from your car to your house as quickly as can as you can you run you hold you hold stuff over your head you try to protect yourself you call yourself trying to uh, duck and dodge but you try to get to your house as quickly as you can with well, church we tend to do the same thing when we find ourselves caught in a spiritual storm we try to outrun it Uh, we try to dodge as the lightning strikes and we try to duck under the thunder rolling but can I tell you if you can just get like Job and get in a state of hope and say though he slay me yet will I trust him though he slay me yet will I hope in him I guarantee you if you can wait on the Lord if you can tarry just for a moment if you can delay your departure just for a little while you you will see the goodness of the lord when he comes to make the storm roll away because if you rushed in too fast you won't be able to see what god's able to do with that storm so you gotta wait on him you gotta wait you gotta get in a state of hope you gotta get in a mental state of hope sometimes you gotta hang out a little while sometimes you gotta just tarry sometimes and tarrying oh glory some tarrying doesn't mean you don't intend to leave the situation you're in Tarrying doesn't mean you're going to stay there forever. All a tarry is is a hold on. A tarry is a delay in your departure. A tarry is a waiting because something is on the way. And so and so when we have a tarrying service, everybody knows that eventually we're going to leave. Eventually we're going to go home. However, we're going to tarry just a little while. We're going to hang out just for a moment because if we stay here long enough, if we wait where we are, if we delay our departure <laughs> before we leave, we know God and the Holy Ghost is likely to show up and we don't want to miss him. God, don't look at, look at somebody in your car, in your house. I text I tell them, don't miss him. Don't miss him because you're in a rush. Don't miss him because you're trying to get out of there so quickly. Don't miss him but you have to have a state of hope in order to maintain yourself while you wait. So we we know hope is a space, and hope is a state. So those are the two Hebrew words, and I'm already almost done. I got one more thing to say, then I'm going to pray, and we're going to leave. So hope is a space, and hope is a state. But then in the New Testament, we see hope show up again. And in the New Testament, hope shows up. Uh, and it's a Greek word used for hope, it's called elpis. It is elpis. And when translated, the word elpis means to anticipate with joyful and confident expectation. Elpis means to anticipate with a joyful and confident expectation. So this shows us that hope is not just a space. And hope is not just a state, but a piece, to anticipate, that's a verb. So hope is not just a space, hope is not just a state, but hope is a skill. Hope is a skill. In 2018, Arizona State University launched the Center for the Advanced Study and Practice of Hope. And they simply call it the Hope Center, and the purpose of the Hope Center was to research and to figure out how Hope impacts the lived experiences of children and adults throughout the country. And so what they do at the Hope Center is they conduct research experiments and they conduct um They conduct field research, right? They talk to regular people, and they really try to get to the um, root of how hope impacts you in your daily life. And so one of the epistemological uh, research foundations for this organization, one of the conclusions upon which they base all of their research is the fact that hope can be taught just like reading, writing, and mathematics. And so this is how we know, right? Hope is a skill, okay? Hope is a skill, and it can be taught. That's a blessing. So if you didn't shout and you weren't glad because hope is a space, and if you didn't shout or you weren't glad about the fact that hope is a state, I suggest, I suggest you really find your shout right now because the fact that hope is a skill is something that we all ought to be glad about. Hope is a skill, which means we ought to be glad that hope is not a spiritual gift. Hope was not named under the fruit of the Spirit. That means hope is something we can all have. We don't have to pray to God for hope. We don't have to ask for access to hope. We don't have to come and tarry and try to get somebody to lay hands on us so that we can have access to hope. But because hope is a skill, that means it's something anybody can possess if you're willing to learn you got to be willing to learn. you got to be willing to learn. Hope, anybody can possess hope if you're willing to learn. And because hope is a skill, anybody can develop if you're willing to practice. You got to put your hope into practice. Somebody say, practice hope, practice hope. And so we know hope is a skill. Let me give you some Bible. So I said it's in the New Testament. It's in Romans, the eighth chapter, actually. Romans, the eighth chapter, my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. Romans 8 is my favorite chapter. Just go and read it three or four times. It'll bless you, I promise you. But hope uh, as a skill is a reference in Romans, the eighth chapter, specifically in the 24th verse where it says, For in this hope we were saved glory it's for in this hope we were saved but hope that is seen is no hope at all so who hopes for what they already have so to use hope as a skill simply means to know that something greater is coming and because we know that something greater is coming, I'm going to hope for my greater. <laughs> Glory to God. Look at somebody and say, I'm a hope for my greater. And so because hope is a skill and hope is something I have to learn in order to develop my hope, hope is something I have to practice, I have to get into a habit of making sure when there's an opportunity for me to hope, I take advantage of every opportunity there is for me to exercise my hope. Hope is a muscle that needs to be flexed. Hope is a muscle that needs to be exercised and if the opportunity arises for you to hope don't squander it because of anything that the devil may put in your mind what am I talking about I'm talking about people one of my least favorite phrases one of my least favorite phrases to hear the people of God say is I didn't want to get my hopes up when people of God are waiting on a thing When people of god are anticipating a thing what keeps us from hoping what keeps us from anticipating that thing with joyful and confident expectation is this idea of oh well i don't want to get my hopes up too much the devil is a liar the devil is a liar the reason we don't like getting our hopes up is because we allow the fear of potential disappointment to outweigh the joy of potential fulfillment. Hmm. Bishop, come get the mic. I'm sure you're somewhere around here. The reason, church, we don't like to get our hopes up is because we and don't look away and don't get scared because he's I'm talking to you. The reason you don't allow yourself to get your hopes up when you're waiting in expectation for something that you have asked God for, the reason you don't allow your get to allow yourself to get your hopes up is because you allow the fear of potential disappointment to outweigh the joy of potential fulfillment. What am I talking about? Well, I don't want to get too excited about me possibly getting the job because if I don't get it then that'll make me all the more upset I don't want to get too excited about you know we put in for the house but we don't know because other people may be it and I just don't want to get my hopes up too much because if we don't get it if it doesn't happen then then I'll be all the more disappointed but what if it does happen? what if you put your hope in the fact that it's possible that you serve a God who is able to make it happen. And so, if it does happen, the joy you feel when God comes through will be all the more. The devil is a liar. Stop allowing the devil to keep you from hoping for the things that God says are already yours. So, the next time, You find yourself saying or even thinking, let me not get my hopes up. I don't want to get my hopes up. I need you to stop and remember. You know what? No, scratch that. Let me practice some hope in this moment. I will get my hopes up. As a matter of fact, my my hope is already up because do you know who my hope is in? My hope is in Christ. My hope is in the King of Kings. My hope is in the Lord of Lords. My hope is in the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, Jehovah Jireh, who provides everything for me. Jehovah Nisi, he's Jehovah Eli, my father who rocks me and holds me he's Jehovah sit can you my righteousness he is God and he is in whom I have my hope and so I will hope in him he is the God of hope in fact my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness and because I trust in his blood and because I trust in his name whatever I ask in his name is already mine and so I'm gonna go ahead and get my hopes up I'm gonna go ahead and say God I thank you for what you're doing because my hope is in you. Look at somebody and say, We gotta keep hope alive. Hope church. Hope is not a backup to faith. Hope is the foundation of our faith. The texts we read today it lets us know that we have been given new birth into a living hope. Hope, I believe it's in Romans, I believe it's the fifth chapter. It says hope is uh, the foundation of our salvation. Faith is the substance of what we hope for. Quit taking for granted hope. Hope is so important. Hope is critical to survival in this world. Don't lose your hope, church. Don't forget your hope. Our hope is in Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, now's an opportunity. Because if you look out into this world, I understand why there's nothing in the world you would want to put your hope in. But if you put your hope in the one who created the world, put your hope in the one who was there before there was somewhere, had anywhere to go, Put your hope in the one who knew when when was but for when knew when what time it was. That's the one whose hope, who I have my hope in. We have been born, reborn into a living hope because we serve a living God. Hope is your space. Hope is your state. And if you let it be, hope can be a skill of yours. So please, church, keep hope alive. Let's pray. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for every word that was said. God, I pray that you were glorified. I pray that your people here in this are edified. And I pray the enemy is terrified for what's going to happen when the people of God begin to hope, when we begin to hope more intentionally, when we begin to hope more consistently, when we recognize that our hope is in you. Hope is not a wish, hope is not a a guess, but hope is a desire to trust and be confident in the safety and security of the name and power and authority of Jesus Christ, of the living God, we'll give you glory. Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now, this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.